0: adapt, overcome and improvise. Zoom or Skype or a webinar, it's just not the same. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm researching what I want to know rather than hearing what everyone else is telling me. As long as you just look in the right direction and, and chase the story where it is, you'll find the opportunity to travel. But yeah, I cannot wait to go back to Norway and learn more about the media industry.
1: Hi and welcome to Oslo Media House podcast. My name is Chaitra. I'm a multimedia journalist from India, living in Oslo. I have been part of Oslo Media House since last summer and will be hosting this podcast every week. The guest who is joining me today is Sarah Ramatharnis. She is based in Melbourne, Australia. She has launched her career as media and communications professional, interning at VG, NTB, NRK and Faktis.no here in Oslo and is currently working as Marketing Officer for Philanthropy Australia and holds multiple communications roles in a non-profit sector. So let's begin. Hello, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Could you tell us, our listeners
0: how you are part of Oslo Media House? In my third year of university, I completed an international internship in Oslo, Um, in the final year of my degree of media and communications. During this time, Magna introduced me to the project of the Oslo Media House and Mm -hmm. showed me that it was an amazing resource for aspiring journalists all around Norway.
1: Okay, may I know which
0: year and how long you interned for? I interned in 2018 and I lived in Oslo interning for one month, so it was at one uh, organization per week.
1: Oh, uh, Where are you now and uh, would you, what do you do these days for self-isolation? So right now,
0: I work in the media and communications industry in the non-for-profit sector. So sharing stories about um, people trying to create change and help making a difference. Um, so to do that, I work full-time at Philanthropy Australia in their marketing team. Um, and Philanthropy is a non-for-profit organization here in Melbourne. And on the side, I do communications roles at the United Nations Youth Australia, World Vision, and I'm the founder of COS Magazine, which also shares stories of change makers. So during my time in self-isolation, I just do this all online um, rather than working in the city. So it's just a lot of Zoom meetings and Skype calls to talk about um, how we can still promote these stories during times of COVID. So we're adapting to the new world, as does the media industry always tries to do. So this is no, no different to any other challenge that the media industry faces today. Adapt, overcome and improvise. Could you tell us how these publications are different from each other? They're different in the sense of the creative concepts that they use to tell storytelling. So whether it's through um, conducting national events and conferences to running more storytelling and feature articles to doing podcasts and they all just are different ways of storytelling for the same motive. So all of their motive is sharing stories about how young people and people across the globe can help make a difference and create you know, a better world for people, Um, but they just do it across different mediums, so I try to get involved in as many opportunities as I can to just learn how to do this in a variety of different ways.
1: Sounds like you're always on your running
0: shoes. (laughs) Yeah, I I tend to keep active, I've always been like that, but I I just, I love to learn and I love to meet lots of different people, so whatever ways I can do that
1: before I burn myself out, I I do. (laughs) What problems you're facing from the corona pandemic? The main
0: problem for me is obviously, um, being in the media industry, I really enjoy meeting new people and having authentic conversations and surrounding myself with a variety of different characters. And that, you know, that genuine connections really taken away um, when you interact via Zoom or Skype or a webinar, it's just not the same. Yeah, you miss that, you miss that, you know, real conversation with a person and that establishing that connection. um, It feels a lot more forced over webinar and then just the overall mental health of people. So a lot of our content has now reverted to um, informing and connecting people and sharing information about the coronavirus rather than all of the other projects we were working on that was really put on hold. So for us, it's a lot about just Trying to bring people forward during times of um, during times of crisis.
1: How many days have you been on self isolation? I think uh, so. I stopped going into
0: work. This is my fourth week away from work. But before that, um, my weekends were simmering down, and I was trying not to go out too much and go to cafes and, you know, be in large groups. So I've been, yeah, physically in my house for about four weeks now and grateful to have a good family and everything I need in my home but it's not what life is and you know I feel like we're all put on pause um, which is a really sad thing especially at 22 years old it's supposed to be a year where you feel like the world is your oyster and I feel like the world is uh you know nothing but just a bit in danger so it's a bit heartbreaking but onwards and upwards i truly believe um it all works out and we'll get through this together
1: how do you manage to run your publication on the time of quarantine
0: so every uh project that i'm involved in currently is basically just making sure we have a lot of interactive team meetings and webinars um on a daily basis to make sure that people keep moving forward and we keep having that constant interaction uh, to make sure that we're still learning from one another and keeping connected at the same time. So a lot of daily webinar meetings is how I'm running everything at the moment.
1: Uh, Could you tell uh, what course means? The name of the magazine. So,
0: yes, I this time last year I launched COS Magazine, um, which is essentially an online platform um, run by uh, student media volunteers um, and we share stories about people trying to create change. Um, so COS is an Norwegian word and it means cosiness um, and it's essentially how the byline of COS Magazine is how people um, – Uh, come together in coziness and spend quality time in their life helping people that was kind of how I made it Norwegian Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's what it means and I've been running that for the last year and it's essentially just a hub where um, I can do what I love and um, you know teach people as well how important it is to um, share stories of change.
1: Absolutely I've seen uh, your magazine online magazine and it's amazing it's really impressive and i would like to know are these volunteers working in melbourne or or are they from different part of the world they're primarily just across
0: australia um mainly in sydney and and melbourne Um, but i do try and find volunteers across the globe as much as i can and i'm hoping um, in my travels when i can further promote cause magazine as a publication I can get more people across the world involved um, so we can get some really amazing content as well to go on the website um, and in the magazine whether that be um, images of Europe and you know just beautiful places in life I'd love to have that on there um, culture is really important in storytelling too so onwards and upwards for it um, I see big things and I hope big things so hopefully I'll try and make that happen <laughs>
1: All right, good luck with that. And uh, what is your opinion on the current state of media industry? Um, The media
0: industry, in my opinion, is constantly being recognized more than ever before as the power of digital media has allowed media coverage to happen 24-7 and all these people now have a voice, um, whether they were in journalism or not. So everyone has the ability to share their story. However, I feel as if the fine line between fake news and real news um, needs to be recognised now because there's a lot more news and media coverage than ever before and it's hard for people to define um, what is true and what is false. Um, So it's good and bad in a sense where the media industry is constantly moving forward and there is a lot more opportunity, but it's more about making sure that the right stories are told and the right messaging is clear.
1: Do you think social media is to be blamed as it is easy for anyone to sell any kind of information online? I think social media is a positive
0: tool in the sense where we can always be constantly sharing information at any given time. But I think it can be seen as a negative in the sense where no one really knows where to draw the line and no one really knows when they could be saying the wrong thing to hurt somebody else's opinion on on real news and fake news. Um, So the line of mental health can come in because of social media um, being a bit too powerful. So it's all about just finding those boundaries and making sure that our audience isn't consuming
1: inaccurate information from the media. It's really important to have those filter on when you see or read any news online I guess yeah I think mainly I've been uh, social distancing from these kind of fake news but it's everywhere and I guess it's all mostly on the whatsapp messages you get and people are just like sending fake news oh yeah that's 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 what I believe that we are getting in loop of fake messages all the time I think it's uh,
0: just finding that fine line of what you want to be consuming um, rather than letting it consume you, especially during the time of this global pandemic. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm researching what I want to know rather than hearing what everyone else is telling me.
1: Yes. And also, like, if you have an information and if you want to forward it, I think it is better to uh, make a small research on it. Like, is it true? and you know, fact based before sending it to three more people. I think that would be more helpful if everyone thought about sending the right information ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And what is your vision for the next year?
0: Next year, I'm excited to study my master's, um, either at Boulder University or Oslo Metropolitan University. I have to decide um, by the end of the year which university I'm going to choose. Um, they're both completely different experiences, but Norway has always been uh, such a big part of who I am and will always be in my heart, so I'm really excited that it's an opportunity for me to go back um, in the near future. Um, And I'm also working on becoming um, a part of a board member for a youth-led non-for-profit. I'd like to have um, a bit more of an impact in the non-for-profit sector um, as my career goes on too. So that's something I'm working on in the background, which I'm really excited for. Um, But yeah, I cannot wait to go back to Norway and learn more about the media industry. I'm very excited.
1: I'm slightly rooting for Waller University because I did my master's uh, from Volda, Hoskoloni, Volda, and it's a really great university for you. And I think it's also very close town and it's a different experience, whole-wise. Like, Oslo is completely different from Volda, I would say. Mm. And I wish you good luck for that. <laughs>
0: Thank you. And um, yeah, they're very contrasting and both going to be completely different, but still amazing experiences. So I know I'll make the right decision. I'll just I'll follow my heart as cliche as that sounds. But that's how I got myself to Norway in the first place. So I'll just do it again.
1: So I would like to know when would I be seeing you next in Oslo?
0: Um, Well, it may have been sooner if it wasn't for this uh, global pandemic, but it will be July and August next year, um, which Mm -hmm. is exciting. So yeah, will you still be in Norway that time?
1: Yes, I will be around. (laughs) Oh,
0: amazing. (laughs) Great. No, can't wait to meet you and um, pick your brains about everything you learned and all the experiences you had. I can't wait to hear all
1: about it. All right. So, Sarah, uh, from my personal experience, me coming to this country, it's been a change of the culture and uh, I've learned so much and it has helped me to build myself. And uh, and I think without traveling, this wouldn't have been possible for me. So uh, what would you say about this? Do you think there are there will be a lot of possibilities for younger generations to travel in the future after this pandemic. I think the world
0: may not be the same after Corona in terms of travel opportunities for media professionals and journalists. However, the media industry will have to adhere to always find the story, no matter what part of the world it's going to be in. So there will be opportunities. I think younger people and the next generation of journalists will just have to work a little bit harder to find those opportunities and show a true passion and drive to follow the story in order to get themselves there. Um, Working in the non-for-profit sector, a lot of the stories, relate to finding the issue in third world countries so a lot of the journalists will have to travel to places like Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and Afghanistan to see uh, to report the stories of um, people that are struggling with financial, you know, living and suffering around the coronavirus without the resources. So the journalists there really have to show that they're passionate about what they do in order to actually, you know, succeed in those opportunities. And they get to travel all across the world and tell the stories of, you know, people that have nothing. Um, so it's really vital that as long as you just look in the right direction and, and chase the story where it is, you'll find the opportunity to travel. Um, you really do have to make it happen for yourself a lot more now um, because it's not only a more competitive industry, um, but, it, yeah, it can be in, in some circumstances harder to, to find the opportunities. So just, just keep a lookout. Um, make sure your passion drives you to find that story and, um, yeah, just just be there at, at the right place at the right time.
1: Especially, I think, as a journalist, it's really important for us to have this kind of experience living in different place.
0: Yeah, um, so I guess Norway for me at a young age helped me see that there is so much more to the world than I thought there might have been, and it really uh, shedded a bit more value on life in that sense, seeing how other people live and uh, helped me learn more about how they tell stories about what's happening in their country. Um, And it showed me that there are so many people around the world um, living in completely different circumstances, surrounded by completely different situations. It just opened my eyes um, to how many stories need to be shared. Um, And it made me feel like just seeing more parts of the world to find out what else is going on. What else do I not know that I was secluded to just coming from my part of the world and um, meeting new people and making those connections um, is vital to being in the media industry. The more people you know, um, the more knowledge you retain just by hearing what other people's journeys have been.
1: Yes, sure, we do that. And before we end this podcast, would you like to share a memory connected to Oslo Media House? My favorite memory of Oslo Media House was seeing
0: firsthand that um a creation where journalists and media professionals can come together and collaborate and learn from one another um before ever having opportunity to have been connected before and just seeing how something like that can operate was truly inspiring i'd love for something like that to be in melbourne and i'd love for it to continue on um after the coronavirus is over i think it's such a great resource um for media professionals to connect learn um and amplify the voices of each other.
1: I wish to see you on our next Oslo Media meeting in uh, real or virtual. Oh, I can't wait to be there. I hope I get there. All right, Sarah. And thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your thoughts and experiences. No worries. Thank you so much for having me um, and look
0: forward to seeing you all soon.
1: Well, that's all for today's episode. And thank you for listening to us. Please join us again next week and leave us in the comment. Who would you like to have as a guest on our next episode? Thank you again and this is Chaitra signing off.